Have you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another amazing episode of Psychic on the Scene. And with me, as always, my amazing co-hosts, Michelle Lyons Polito. Hey there. And psychic medium, Michelle Lyons Polito. And my <laughs> other good friend and co-host, producer, D. Scott. Hi. <laughs> and I'm Katie, in case people don't know when they tune in. And we have back a return guest who we haven't seen, I think, since before pandemic. Yeah. And wow. it was one of the last, it's a picture of you and your buddy in the studio at iHeartRadio. Wow. That we, we have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, that was that was literally I want to say it was about a month or two before everything yeah. shut down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're yep. one of the last ones in person. One of the last ones that we had done in studio. So um, welcome back, Steve Brock. Thank you very Yay. much. It has, it has been a long time. Yeah, it's crazy. It has been a while. It's been a minute. But um, so, so in case our listeners don't remember, Steve is part of a paranormal investigation group. And that's how, well, we actually met you before that, mm -hmm. right? At one mm -hmm. of the uh, functions in the paranormal, yeah. but you started, you founded South, South Glens Falls Paranormal Society. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Is that still active? Uh, yes and no. We... Um... We, we haven't done stuff in a little while. I've been busy with everything else, so I'm not around as much. Uh, a lot of people right. in the group have new life changes. Some of them have babies now. Some of them have moved away. Right. So a lot of stuff has changed with it. Right. Um, but we still get together once in a while and do something. Right. You're going to find with that, I know exactly what you're talking about. Even when Michelle and I first met, Michelle, Michelle's son was a baby. I just had a toddler. And now everybody's grown. And I'm like, now I'm a, I'm a grandmother. From when we first all started in, nice. in 2006. So, um, <laughs> it's awesome. Me too. So, <laughs> you already are a grandmother, Granny. What? Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing you. Um, okay, Steve. So, yes, a lot has happened. You have been, so you're a film producer, correct? Yeah. So that's like one of the many hats you wear with your paranormal. He goes, yeah. And um, when we met, I don't even think you had Saratoga Homestead yet. No, no. no. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that, was, that was right before the pandemic too, actually, when that happened. I know. And everything kind of, yeah, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Well, he was on the way to, you were going back across country weren't you to film more yeah so, we were getting ready to we were supposed to leave the week before uh covid shut everything down we were flying to kansas to film something um at the sally house and oh, we had man. to cancel the flights because we couldn't go anymore and uh yeah it, it was that was kind of the end of of that whole documentary uh series and, and like grouping i haven't i haven't seen those guys i worked with them since then Jeez. Wow. So tell the listeners about some of the documentaries you've been on. I've got some of them jotted down, but you've been on the Travel Channel, yeah. Discovery, Amazon Prime, um, and a lot of other people's YouTubes and, and podcasts. But 
Um, talk to us a little bit about the, the different shows that you've been yeah. on. So the first documentary we ever did was back in 2018. It was myself and a couple of friends that I had met actually online. We had never met in person. And uh, we all traveled to Madison Seminary in Ohio for the first time ever meeting. We all met there and, uh, and filmed over the course of two nights in November. It was like 10 degrees. It was really cold. It was awful. Uh, but that was really fun. We had a really good time, really good activity. And that one was on Amazon Prime. Uh, we got together the following summer uh, and went to Kentucky, which was really hot. So that was stupid. Like, we planned it really poorly. Well, only somebody that would be in paranormal would say, like all of us, we go, that was really fun. Like yeah. everybody else would be like, that was really terrifying. Yeah. I'm traumatized. Yeah, we had, we I'm traumatized. So we got together again and did um, another documentary for Amazon called The Evil of Nowhere. And that was at. Um, Benton Farmhouse, which was in Kentucky. It was an old farmhouse that had an active farm on the property still. And um, it was it was really cool. We had some good stuff happen there as well. Did some different experiments and stuff. Um, and then we were filming, we were about to film our third one for Amazon right before COVID hit. And that was what we were yeah. supposed to do with the Sally house. Um, but right before COVID hit in fall of 2019, I had taken over as the, the manager of uh, Saratoga County Homestead with the new owner who had purchased it that year. And so he lives in Texas. He still owns it. The same guy still owns it. Um, wow. He still lives in Texas. Um, he's actually only been to the building twice since he bought it in 2019. He hasn't been up since uh, the beginning really? of COVID. Yeah, he came up in June of 2020 um, when the Travel Channel came out. They, they wanted to come out and film uh, Destination Fear. Wanted to film there. Yep. And I had, I had been friends with the producer on the show um, for some other projects before that. And so she reached out for locations. And I had just started working there. So I was like, hey, I have a spot that's never been covered before. It's never been on TV. Uh, so they came out in June of 2020, right in the middle of COVID. Um, and we filmed that. We did the interview portion at my house. And then um, they filmed at the homestead that night. And that was that was a ton of fun. We still do tours at the homestead. And uh, we're, we're doing tours there in April once the snow melts. But uh, <laughs> we ended up being on Destination Fear again. God, it'll be probably, it'll be two years ago. This coming May, we were on it for another episode for um, the Middle Orange Correctional Facility down by New York City in Warwick, New York. It's a, it's a big mm -hmm. old prison um, that we've been doing events at for a bunch of years. So again, the producer reached out and was looking for spots and we, we gave them that spot. So they brought us down for the interviews because we had been there a bunch. And uh, we did What's the name of the prison? Now. I'm so sorry, Steve. What, say uh, it again. Middle Orange Correctional Facility. Middle so it, it was a massive complex, sort of like Mount McGregor. It was multiple buildings, um, kind of like that, oh, not on gotcha. or anything like that. But it's multiple buildings. It started as a boys' reform school and then transitioned into a prison later on. Uh, oh, but it, it's, when they when it closed, the town actually bought it from the state for a dollar, and then they started selling off different portions of it to people to yeah. rehab and like redevelop it, basically. And so one, one building is uh, redeveloped into a brewery, which is pretty cool. There's a brewery on site in the old prison building. Uh, there's a distillery. Different kind of spirits. Yeah, right. Well, there's a distillery down the, down the hill and another one. Perfect. Uh, there's a couple other ones that have some mixed use. And then a former professional soccer player from Europe bought a good chunk of the buildings. Oh. And um, he put beautiful turf soccer fields right in the middle of about six abandoned buildings. Um, he was not... Yeah. He was on one of those shows, wasn't he? Didn't they? Yeah, he did an interview, I believe. Yeah. I remember seeing and, that. Um, so they have surf soccer fields, they have a regular soccer field, they have the lights, they have a they actually have a semi-pro team that plays out of there. They have leagues, camps, all kinds of stuff. And then the abandoned buildings are just there and we investigate them and they use them for like a haunted house around fall. But that's a really cool spot. 
Mm. I can tell you, and, and both uh, Dee and Michelle can attest to it, we've run contests every, periodically to get mm. ideas from our listeners. And I would say the Sar Saratoga Homestead comes mm -hmm. up every contest mm -hmm. at least three or four times. The point that we've actually put your link in the response, like if you want to go, you can go. Um, that people want, and then other people will respond. Oh, I was breaking in there when I was a yeah. teenager. It's like yeah. you know, I used to go there and drink, and I used to yeah. before they they put uh, the the stuff all around it. But um, that I mean, growing up, I mean, what was your aspiration that you know you wound up being in this field? So yeah, yeah I, I mean, I started out having a weird experience when I was like five years old at my grandmother's house. Um, I, I saw who I now believe was my great grandmother. I didn't know who she was at the time because she had passed away before I was born. Um, mm. But it kind of just, I was sleeping on her bed frame that night. It looked like the lady. So it just kind of all like lined up. I think it was her. Um, so it got me interested in it when the TV shows came out. I saw that people went and actually did this. It wasn't something that, you know, oh, you just have a haunted house and you're scared. People actually went out and looked for it and, and researched it. So I started the Southlands Falls group when I was 16, when I was in high school. Oh, you're kidding me. Wow. Yeah, I started, started that back then with a couple of friends. And then my mom, and my grandfather were in it. And uh, we started as like a nonprofit and we did a bunch of residential cases. People would call us in. Yeah. Um, we started with some small fundraisers for local historic sites where we would do public ghost hunting events for them, raise some money. Um, and then the nonprofit would take some of the money for like, you know, equipment, batteries, travel, that kind of stuff. And so I did, I did the nonprofit events for probably seven or eight years and realized um, that I hated my current job. And uh, if I had maybe scaled this up a little bit bigger, I could do it as my job. So right before, really bad timing, I started my uh, event company at the end of 2019, right before COVID and everything. Oh um, not super good timing for an event company, uh, but, <laughs> you know, so I started it in the 2019, COVID shut everything down in early 2020. We were able to start doing some small events again in like early summer because, Ghost hunting was one of the only things we were allowed to do during COVID. Uh, we had to wear a mask. I know. When you're, you're in a 180,000 square foot building, it's easily, you know, easy to social distance. And anybody else is in there is already dead anyway. So you're not going to get away from them. So, you know, no we were able to do that. And, uh, I think we did. Didn't we have to go someplace? And it was the same thing. And we were kind of like, are we going to get in trouble? Oh, it was the, the cemetery. That's right. They let us in. Is that what They we let did? us in. And they said, no, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can come. You're not going to catch it from any of them anyway. So it's, you know. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah, we did that. We did a couple of events throughout COVID and then um, Destination Fear filmed in June of 2020. And that came out in October of 2020, like right before Halloween. Nice. And when that came out, it really helped obviously like Haunted Nights and our event company with the promotions and stuff. So that came out in October and I actually quit my job in November and I've been doing it full time since then. So that's awesome, Steve. Bravo. Good for you. That, oh, that I love destination, that. That destination fear episode was the shadow figure, correct? Yeah. Yep. Ran across the hallway at the homestead. Yep. That was crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. That was. It's, it's rare that I sit and watch those shows because generally I'm in bed and I'm like, yeah. this is probably not the best time to right. watch yeah. haunted shit. Um, but I remember I made it a point to watch yeah. that and that shadow figure. I was like, yeah, because oh. I didn't know they caught that because I talked to them after they filmed and I was like, how was your night? And they said it was really good. We had some cool stuff happen, but they wouldn't give me any details, obviously, about what it was. So when I saw that, uh, when it premiered that night in October, we were doing a watch party for it. And I saw that happen. And I was like, there's like, that's there's no way. Like, we've seen very similar things up there. That's crazy. So when it ended at like whatever time, 11 o'clock at night. 
um, myself and a couple of our friends that were watching it got in the car and went to the homestead that night. And we're like, <laughs> we literally just stood up there in the hallway and we're like, do it again. Like, do it again. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Dance, so, monkey, dance. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Oh, man. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. So have you ever gone into one of these locations and obviously I'm going to ask you about your most terrifying, but what's been your most disappointing after all the hype? Most disappointing. Um, honestly, probably the Sally house. And I ended up going to the Sally house um, last December with Dylan, who does haunted nights with me. He's the kid that, um, so yes. when we did that, when we did the, uh, the event at the winery there all those years ago, Dylan couldn't go because he wasn't old enough. Uh, so he's, he's been investigating with me since he was 12. He'll be 22 this April. So he's been doing it for like 10 years now. Wow. Um, but he runs on of nights with me. He's at every event. He helps me do everything. He's on the YouTube channel with me. So we're always, I spend way more time with him than I do with my wife. It's pretty terrible, yeah. um, but we're on the road. That happens. And uh, we were at the Sally house last December, me, Dylan, and our friend, Mark. And it's supposed to be, you know, this big negative haunting that people, I know people that won't even talk about what happened to them when they were there. Cause they're so terrified of what it was. It was pretty boring. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> it smelled like a litter box. It smelled really bad in the house. Um, the house is really, really small. It's slanted. Yeah, that, it's there's house. something about that, that if, there, if it's a smaller yeah. spot and you have to do a whole investigation, it's literally like wah, wah. Yeah, there's like three spots. You're going to have the, the basement where you're not even supposed to go. There's a sign that says you're not allowed in the basement. But we went in the basement because we that's like supposed to be where the most evil thing is. So we went to the like the Chamber of Commerce runs it. So we went to them and oh. we're like, can we really not go in the basement? Like there's a sign. And the lady looked at me and said, I'm telling you not to go in the basement. But nobody comes to the house to check on what you're doing, just so you know. Um, and I was like, okay, I, I get what you're saying. So we went down there. It's like the basement living room and upstairs. That's pretty much it. Um, and when you're filming for YouTube, like you can't make things happen, right? Like you can't make things happen on command. There's nights where nothing happens. And that's really tough when you're filming, especially when you're in Kansas, 22 hours away from home and oh, you have one night to get a video at this place. Oh, um, right. We ended up filming that night until 8:30 in the morning just to get enough stuff for the video, like just to get oh. enough content. We just didn't sleep. We stayed up until the sun came up just to keep filming. So we had enough video to make an episode. So that was a little bit of a bummer, but what are you going to do? wild? Because sometimes it, it happens at the strangest times. Yeah. Mm. We, you know, it's broad daylight, sunny day, yep. amazing stuff happens. And you yep. go the creepiest night with fog yep. and you're bored. I, yep. I did a couple of tours this uh, this past fall, uh, Haunted History Tours of the Albany Rural Cemetery. And I had a Girl Scout group and we've been... To the oh my god, the Girl Scout group, we've been to the Reynolds house um mm -hmm. and did a podcast right. and we had some really interesting things happen. Well, there's there's a little boy in spirit who's living upstairs. Two little girls separately came up to me and said, Well, who's the boy upstairs? This is broad daylight. Yep. And we heard yelling and it disembodied. Any other day I drive through there, it's quiet. Yeah. Yep. It's the funniest thing. Yeah. I've had people like, again, that they won't even talk to me about what happened to them at the Sally house. And I was like, man, it smelled bad in there. Like that was the scariest <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Like, How many times bad. has that something like that happened? Or I've been on an investigation back when I was with Northeast Paranormal and I can never go in the house and the ha and it was a huge house. Yeah. House was trashed. Yep. Family living in it and literally standing in the kitchen. And I can remember looking over at them like, what in the hell is happening here? Yeah. Like there's something else evil. And I think it's in these people. 
Yeah, I would say that one's probably the most disappointing as far as like being hyped up super big and then nothing really happening. But I mean, again, you know, doing it as long as we all have, like, you know, some nights are just off. We, we could have been there the next night and had crazy stuff happen. So we might have just. So you, you have been to um, the Winchester house, correct? How did you feel about that? That was uh, so well, we got robbed on that trip. So that kind of sucked. What? Um, but yeah, we got robbed what? in San Francisco. Um, oh no! The the house itself is unbelievable. Like that was it was myself, Dylan, our friend Mark came again for that one, and our friend Chris, who's uh, active duty in the Air Force. He actually just got home from deployment on Sunday, so uh, he's been Air Force 15 years, and he likes the spooky stuff. So we we started bringing him on some some stuff and some of the videos, and we all flew out to California and uh, met up and we flew into San Francisco, met up, and then we're going down to San Jose, and we had two full nights uh, at the Winchester house to ourselves. We had the entire house um, alone. Uh, they took down all the ropes. We had full access. We could go anywhere we wanted, do whatever we wanted. Um, wow. They sat in the office and just let us film for two nights. It was really, really cool. Um, it's active. That you know, it's, It was unbelievable just to be there. Like That was a thing I never thought I was going to be able to do, was to go to the Winchester house, let alone investigate it. Um, but it was active. Like We had really, really good nights there, really cool stuff. Unfortunately, cool. we got robbed the day after and lost all of the footage. They took everything. Oh, you're kidding uh, me. Wow. We, went back out. we went back out and refilmed, which is good. But Now, is that the house that has all the doors to nowhere? Yep. yep. Yeah. She, staircases to nowhere, doors that open to nowhere, rooms that don't make sense. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Windows like over like yeah. a floor. We got yeah. lost every two seconds. Like <laughs> if you take one wrong turn, you end up on the wrong side of the house with no idea how to get back to where you were. I mean, it's. It's really, really confusing. Um, it's it's wild, but it was a, it's a beautiful house. I mean, it's an amazing, amazing house, um, and the history there is really cool. So it was yeah. that was a surreal experience to be able to go there for a couple of nights. But she was the Winchester heiress, right? Yep. yep. She, so she married into the family. Yep. She married, oh, she into, married into the family. Okay. Yep. And her uh, her husband's father was the guy that had kind of started all of it. And so when they both died, she inherited all of the money and moved out west because she was cursed, she said. So she had to keep building a house and get away from everything and do all this. And uh, it's wild. There was an earthquake there in the early 1900s that like trashed part of the house. Mm. And she felt that it was the spirits telling her she was spending too much time on building that side of the house. So she abandoned that side of the house and went to the other side. And everything on that side is still how it is. Like the nothing's been repaired. The plaster is still from the earthquake. Like everything is exactly. Wow. That is really cool fascinating have you been to the lizzie borden house i have but not to investigate i just went for a day tour okay how did, how did you feel about that uh it was cool it was before they sold it so it was the previous owners um the new owners now i haven't met or done anything with they're actually like a paranormal company that own, they just bought right. the uh, villisca axe murder house as well in iowa apparently they oh. axe murder houses i don't know they buy them all <laughs> yeah but uh so they have that one, I gotta say something. That one, not as much with the Lizzie Borden house, but yeah. anytime I see that other house, would you yeah. say it's a Niska? It Lizzie, makes yeah. me sad. Yeah. Like it it gives that me that is. overwhelming um feeling of grief and sadness yeah. just even seeing it on That's television. How it was walking into it too. It was weird. Really? It was weird being in there. It like, had such a sad feeling. It's permeating there. Yeah. It's um, it's again yeah. one of those spots that you you know grow up watching on TV. It's on all the TV shows. It's right. you know about it forever. And again, I never thought in my life I would go to Iowa really for any reason, probably. <laughs> um, but I was in. I now I've been to Iowa more times than I can count. But we were in Iowa uh, doing a filming trip, and 
it was just Dylan and I, and we booked this house and it's a, it's another small house. It's maybe 800, 900 square feet. Yep. Uh, but when you walk in there, it's just like, I don't know if it's because your mind's, you know, already messing with you because you know what happened there. I mean, it's like a true crime thing. Eight people were brutally murdered with an ax there. Six of them were kids. Like <sighs> you just know all that stuff that went on there. So it's, it's a weird, it's weird being in that house. And then um, Michelle, they were all laid out in their beds and covered. Yep. Oh, God. They, uh, and found like a day or two later or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, he killed the entire family and then two of the girls that were sleeping over that night. Um, oh, my God. Family. Yeah. It was, it, it's a, and they never figured out who did it. They never, never, found they it never out. figured it out. Never solved it. There's some good leads and they have ideas of who did it, but they don't have, they don't have anything concrete now. And don't you think when something is not solved, I've, I've at least experienced this, when it's not solved, that the spirits are very much um, at unrest. Yeah, They're absolutely. more active. Absolutely. Because nobody's so. held accountable for their the crime or their death, you know? So that was another one, too, because, like, paranormal is obviously, like, my, my love and my passion. That's what I do. But, like, right behind, I love true crime. Like, true crime is one of my favorite things. Me, too. Yeah, like... Missing case, like missing persons cases, unsolved murders, like that is my thing. So like Steve, constantly. I literally have earbuds in all the time. That's all I'm listening to. People think I have this like nice, kind demeanor and I'm listening to like the most ratchet things. That's me. I'm driving. I I spend probably 90% of my life in the car driving to all these locations Mm. and Dylan just sleeps because he's a passenger princess. So he just sits in the car and sleeps all the time. (laughs) I drive everything. And so I just, uh, the whole time, it's just true crime podcast for however many hours we're in the car. I love it, but I, I just get to the point where I listen or watch a certain because my husband's in law enforcement, so he's always you. Right. And I'll get to the point where I start having nightmares. Yeah. And I have to stop because yeah. we watched Mindhunter. Yep. Oh, I love that. That was a great yeah. series. And I remember saying to my husband, oh, I'm old and fat now to worry about that kind of stuff anymore. And then the, you know, it's like, oh, I had this nightmare that I was getting out, going into my car outside of Crossgates and this van door slid open and someone stepped out and said, you remind me of my mother and grabbed me. I said, shit, we're not watching. Anything. Yeah, we're done watching that, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we don't watch that anymore. Oh so God. locally, have you done the Tenbrook? Have you done Cherry Hill? I've done Tenbrook. Um, I did that a long time ago. Um, it was short. We did it with um, like a little run in with uh, Tri-City, New York Paranormal. That was like their okay. home base for a while. Um, so yes. we went down there to do a meeting with them and we investigated for a few hours, but that was, that was about it. Cause anything, anything from it. Yeah. We had some cool disembodied, we heard a disembodied voice when we were there, which was crazy. Yeah. It was actually really loud. I still remember it. Um, we caught it on audio. I don't know where that audio is anymore, but mm-hmm. we caught it on audio back then. And, uh, it, it's a cool house. Have you done the Adelphi? Yeah. So right when they finished their, uh, big hundred million dollar renovations or whatever it was, um, they contacted our group and asked us to come do some public ghost hunting events for them. So we went down and, and we did a couple of them, but we kind of ended that relationship because they weren't exactly limiting people's alcohol intake, let me say. Uh, yes. And that became a liability for us. And I was like, I'm not dealing with a bunch of drunk people all night. That's not why I'm here. So we, we stopped doing that after a few of them. But it's it's cool. Now they're, they're, the energy- they're converting it into condominiums. Are they really? Yeah, and then the I think the bottom price, if I heard it correctly today, was like four hundred and seventy thousand was the bottom, and three million is the top for the condos in the Adelphi. Well, which that makes sense. They spent like a hundred million dollars to fix it or something. So yeah, 
So um, good luck with all the ghosts there yeah. and your millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Super happy for you. Happy Super happy place. <laughs> like Proctor's and uh, either Proctor's and the Palace. And I've the... never investigated either one of them, which is crazy. I used to live walking distance from Proctor's. We used to live in the stockade down in Schenectady oh, that's for, right. for about three years. And uh, we we never investigated there. You well, want to? We, we got connections. We'd love connections. to. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I can hope I'd you love have... to do it with you, actually. Yeah, that, that would be a fun one. That would be well, a fun one to do with you. Sleep overnight on the stage. Remember? She said that we can yeah. have a camp out on the stage. Yeah, so. I can't wait to try to walk around the next day after I sleep on a stage. <laughs> Super cool. Well, I mean, I'm the only one that's going to, I'm going to have like a princess oh, blow up mattress. Yeah, <laughs> I've slept in far worse places on a stage. So you're a lot younger than I am, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, uh, we do sleepovers now at the uh, old Washington County Jail up here in Salem if you want to sleep in a jail cell. Yes. Yeah, we do those every year. We do sleepover events there. Katie was way too willing to be like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll sleep in a jail cell. I have, I, what do I got? I got nothing going on. I got nothing now. <laughs> I got kids and grandkids. They were. Huh? The beds aren't as uncomfortable as I thought they'd be. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, they're up there. super home. good, but. <laughs> How does it smell? <laughs> It smells better than the Sally House. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's a that's a biggie for me. Yeah. I'd be like, nope, it smells. I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, wow, that would be interesting to do. It's fun because you know that that's like, oh, you know, the other one that people bring up all the time is the In Lee Homestead, that right over across gone. from the airport. It's they gone. They tore it down. They yeah. tore it down. Oh, they. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Year, they the whole thing. Yeah, it's just at a big empty field now. Isn't there, do they leave one building up or did that last one come There's down? like a pavilion there. It's right, it was on the same property as like the Shaker historical site. Yeah, um, yeah. It was right behind all that. So all the Shaker buildings are still there. They just tore mm -hmm. down the beautiful old nursing home. The dumbest thing. Yeah. There was a bar. Which everybody said was so haunted. Yeah, it was beautiful. Oh, I'm sure. beautiful. I, we went, like I saw it before they tore it down a bunch. I, would, I never went inside, but I went and like took pictures of the outside. And then uh, I went one day when I knew they'd started demo and they had about half of it done. And you could see inside and like, the hallways were pristine. Like there was no oh. peeling paint. Like it looked uh, fine. And they demoed it. It's gone. Um, like, everything. I mean, I'm sure those Shaker buildings are all oh, yeah. haunted. The barn yeah. over there that's over by the, it's because it's all over by uh, Albany, quote unquote, international, where you can yeah, fly yeah, to yeah. fucking Canada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I know that barn, uh, which is, oh, I can't even think of the name of the road. I, mean, I live right around the corner. Yeah. Well, is South it Family Road? South Family Road. They tore the barn down, unfortunately. South, South Family is a little bit further up. So South Family is where like CBA is now. Right. That's, and then if you go a little further, it's over by uh, Anley Pond. And there's the barn that's over there. That they Oh, yeah. For. It's by the Apple Orchard. Yep. Over by the cemetery, which, which is, is where Heritage Park was, which is now gone, long gone. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah, but I mean that's right around the corner from where two, I two two times I've had well one time was um, at something random uh, an officer um, came up to me a police officer and he said have you ever been in the Inley home and I said no and he said for years anybody that was working in that area mm -hmm. would be getting phone calls that someone had broken into the home. Mm -hmm. And lights, you probably already heard this, Steve, and lights were on and they would go and that said times would hear like crying or wailing, but you know, there'd be nobody in the building. There'd be nobody on the property. Yeah. And it was beautiful, um, I, it was a beautiful building. It really was. Yeah. 
Now they tore down also the, the barn on South Family Road. And when I was a teenager, that's where everyone would go and drink. And yeah. there there was, do you remember that, Dennis, South Family Barn? No, I didn't go there. Uh, you may have torn it down because you're a bit younger than me. But um, there was a ghost that would appear. Yeah. And she would appear to everyone when they were drinking. To this day, people still see her. If you're on Sand Creek Road and Dennis, you live not far from there, um, here, it's, there's a, um, like a little development called Shaker Run and it shows a woman with a bonnet, with her mm -hmm. bonnet strings. And my brother, who not, was never much of a believer, was driving home one night after the town planning board and he saw a woman running across the road. So he started to break and all of a sudden she went from like, you know, a hundred feet to right against the windshield and he hit the brakes and he jumped out, looked under the car. There was no one there. And then after the adrenaline wore off, he realized that she was floating about three, three feet above the road and she was dressed like a shaker and he could see the, the ribbons on her bonnet flowing behind her and running with a basket on her arm towards Stump Pond, which we know that's where um, okay, Kate, Ruth, um, Whitman. Ruth Whitman, where her body was found as well. But so that's I think it's ironic they call it Shaker Run. You can see the bonnet on the yeah. sign. Other people have seen her. And since then, he he believes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. How can you not believe that? Yeah, another time I was over there years ago. It was probably the first time I was out doing readings. It was around 2006. And my parents had lovingly bought a Garmin for me for my car. And it was the old fashioned that you plugged it in your outlet, and, you know, the car. In your lighter. Yep. In your lighter. So I was over in that area trying to navigate from one reading to another and the car, all of a sudden the Garmin went off. And um, when it came back on, the voice was all jumbled, but it was telling me where to go, take a left. And everything. I'm thinking, this doesn't seem right. It took me right into the middle of the Shaker village. Wow. From like a side. And I, when I say to you, all of a sudden I realized where I was, I was like, Oh, I looked up. And there was a cop car in there. Like they must've just sat in there. Yeah. And um, he must've seen that look of terror on my face because I had this look on my face like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Where am I? And it was so creepy. And I couldn't, it kept wanting me to go out like a place that it was basically like a huge field mm -hmm. and it wanted me to drive that way. So I had to turn the car around and go back out. And I just kind of like, saluted him and waved and he just waved he didn't stop me he didn't question me but i'm thinking to myself wonder how many other people have gotten pulled into that yeah and it is electronically you can get pulled into there oh my gosh i went in one time and there's a very popular song uh, that the shakers wrote uh, it's called simple gifts and they use it on river dance and they um various classical artists have used it i went in and i played it by the cemetery oh my mm. goodness <laughs> Boy, did that stir up energy because Anne Lee herself is buried there. She's the her stone yes. is just like two inches taller than the rest yeah. of the stones. So, it's, oh it's wow, a, that's crazy. It's a good place to really uh, feel energy. And they took a picture of the Times Union or the Knickerbocker News years ago when they were building the A Stadium. There appeared to be like a ghost in one of those apple trees. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? I remember hearing about that. Um, it was always just weird because I used to go to games there all the time, being around the corner and a baseball player. Yeah. Uh, but it was always just weird to like go there and you're like, oh, look, a cemetery right next to the baseball field. Yeah. <laughs> Have a hot dog. Look at that. Look yeah. at that. The parking lot went right up to the back side of it. You're yeah. like, what the hell is this? I know. That is, that's creepy. That is, well, Rotterdam Mall. Yeah. Rotterdam Mall has 
a small cemetery. If you go mm -hmm. into one of the back entrances yep. to the mall, there's a little grave site, yep. and that was all a farm. Isn't it Van Wee? Am I probably so, not yeah, right? Yeah. It's like their little family plot, yeah. Yeah, and it was um, back there, and they just decided not to move it and yep. um, build around it, which, around it. yeah, again. That's kind of creepy. Well, gee, I um, why everything keeps failing in there. <laughs> right? That, wait a minute. I've had people say, have you investigated Rotterdam Mall? And I worked there years ago. But they said that um, people have encountered in different stores when the stores are closed, things coming caught on camera, um, flying off the walls, all different mm -hmm. kinds of yeah, shadows. So it definitely has its own spirit activity. Yeah. And um, it's literally a ghost town now. Good and boom. <laughs> um, but uh, I started to ask you too, Steve, um, have, what is probably the most terrifying? And I know you've shared this before, but maybe you've had a new one since. But what's the most terrifying place you've ever been? Um, so there's a couple that have come up in the last couple of years for different reasons. One of them is uh, in Connecticut. It's Norwich State Hospital. That place is mostly scary because of living people. Um, <laughs> oh. Like living people still like to break in there. And it's massive. There's multiple buildings, parking lots, like doorways in, windows and stuff. So when we're, when we're there, we're friends with the caretaker. It's a very similar situation to the homestead. Somebody owns it. Some other lady manages it who's into the paranormal. Uh, we were friends with her. So we got to go in and investigate um, legally. Like the cops weren't, you know, we were cool with that. And so we're in there filming in the middle of the night by ourselves in this abandoned like hospital campus. And, you know, you're worried about people breaking in because she had actually had people yep. try to shoot her there um, because uh. she got them in trouble for trespassing. So they came back and tried to kill her. Um, and wow. she told us this like right before we went there to film, which was super nice of her. <laughs> and so we're in there in the dark by ourselves and like we're hearing stuff move and like doors open and close and we don't know if it's a ghost or a person. And we'd rather it be a ghost than a person at this point. And Fingers and toes yeah, so exactly. That place, is, that place is just like anxiety the whole time mm -hmm. because you don't know if it's a living person or a ghost. So that place is scary. I'm not in a big rush to get back out there. I just don't ever feel comfortable there. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But then like paranormal wise, probably the freakiest place we went to in the last couple of years was um, a place down in Indiana called Randolph County Infirmary. Uh, it's been on the TV shows and all this kind of stuff. And, I'd known about it for a while and just never made it down there, even though we spent too much time in Indiana. And so we were there last year. We stopped to film one time and we had, we're on the road nonstop during like April to November. We're on the road five or six yeah. days a week, every single week um, because we have events. So we're usually at the events Friday, Saturday, and then we're filming Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, come home Wednesday, leave again third. It's like just nonstop. Um, so we had, we had been out that way doing some filming and I was finishing some editing at the building. So I was editing before we started filming for the night. And so I'm editing in the hospital and Dylan's just going around like on live, you know, doing some investigating and stuff. And so we came back and we started filming the video at like 2 a.m. We started filming so late um, and we knew it was going to be an all night thing. So we were doing two solos a night for this series because it was part of Halloween. So we were starting the night. As soon as we started investigating, we were splitting up and doing solos. And then at the end of the night, we were doing solos again, but we were flip-flopping spots to see if the activity was any different in those spots at the beginning of the night, at the end of the night, once they got used to us, that kind of thing. And so he started with his solo in the basement at first at like 3 a.m. And mine was up on the second floor. By the time it got to my turn to do the solo in the basement, it was about six o'clock in the morning. It was much later. The sun was going to be coming up. So I got down to the basement 
And I'm sitting down there like two minutes into the solo. I'm thinking to myself, I got 20 minutes left and then I can go to bed. Like I'm so tired. I got 20 more minutes of filming and then we can go to sleep, get through this and we're good. So I'm filming and I just got down there and we film in infrared. A lot of, a lot of people on YouTube film with like a regular light on their camera, just because it's better for the video. Um, But we're used to filming in the dark. So we film in the dark. We have been sprinkling in a little bit of light now, but um, we're usually filming in the pitch black. So I'm down there in the pitch black with a voice recorder filming. And uh, I faintly hear a female voice from the other end of the basement. I knew it wasn't loud enough for the recorder to pick up. So I stopped the recording so I could react to it without messing up the EVP session. Right. And so as soon as I stop it, you can hear me say, uh, there's, there's no way. Like that was my first thought. Like, there's no way. Like we just got down here. That's too loud. There's no possible way that that's a ghost. Like there's not a chance. And as I say that, I heard uh, a female disembodied voice. It sounded like an older woman. It had that tone. Um, and it was like a cackle. It was like a laugh. And it was like this maniacal giggle. Oh, that's creepy. Um, and it was so loud. Like my, my gut instinct was, did somebody break into the building? Like, again, my first thought was, did a person break in? Um, it's around Halloween. I've never been here before. I don't know how easy it is to break in. Did somebody sneak in? Right. Like that was my first thought. Um, my second thought was, it, is it Dylan trying to scare me? He's been trying to scare me for 10 <laughs> years. Right. Like, is it him finally getting me? And then my other thought was, no, that's that's a ghost. And wait a minute. Can I just say something? I don't think our listeners realize people that set up these, we get so wrapped up in doing that that are one of our favorite things i can remember doing it with albany and ghost investigators and with northeast people are waiting constantly in a hallway to scare you so you're running lines taping shit down putting up cameras and stuff and then somebody's waiting there to go you're like all right enough with the scaring like if anybody knew that we were doing that it's kind of like yeah it's the best yeah (laughs) that was like what was on my mind and so i hear this i i knew it was an older woman and my mind immediately went to the story of a woman who lived there. So Randolph County Infirmary was like a poor farmer in Alms House, kind of like Rolling Hills and, and all those kind of places. And so there was a woman named Ida uh, that lived in the basement. And they put her in the basement because she suffered from neurosyphilis. So neurosyphilis was eating away at her brain. She was wow. going crazy. She was, she was losing her mind. Um, she would run up and down the hall screaming, pulling off her clothes, ripping her hair out, making weird noises. Uh, because she, was, she was slowly going crazy. And, and so uh, they would lock her in the basement in her room from 10 p.m. to 5 in the morning for her own safety. So she didn't hurt herself or hurt anybody in the middle of the night. Uh, and then at 5 o'clock in the morning, they would unlock her door and she would go about her day. And everybody that lived there knew who she was, knew her issues, and kind of just kept an eye on her and, you know, dealt with her accordingly. Um, so I hear this, and that's my first thought is it sounded like somebody who wasn't right in their right. mind. Like the, right. the tone of it, it sounded like that. And so then my next thought is like, she's going to walk into this room and then what do I do? Right? Like this lady's <laughs> about to walk in here, then what? Right? So uh, it was, it was absolutely insane. It was one of the loudest disembodied voices. And I think what freaked me out the most about it was just like the tone, right? It was the tone of the, the, the laugh. Um, and that, that freaked me out. I went upstairs and asked Dylan if he was like playing a joke on me or anything like that. And he didn't even know what I was talking about. Um, it was pretty wild. It was, it was a wild thing. Well, you were down there at close to six o'clock and that was probably the time she got let out. That was what the other thing was. So Dylan's solo down there was 3 a.m. She would have been locked up and in her room. I was down there at six. She had just gotten let out and was getting ready for the day, getting all crazy running around. So that's what I got to, to deal with when I got there. Wow. So that was super awesome. 
<laughs> that was super awesome. Yeah, so that gave you that gave you probably like you know the hair on the back of your neck. Oh, yeah. You I was, yeah. I went upstairs to Dylan and I had the voice recorder in my hand and I hadn't played it back yet. And I was literally like, hey man, do you want to listen to this? And I held it up, and my hand was just like shaking. Okay. I, it, it freaked me out. That's it that was that was a crazy night. Have you ever really had to fight the impulse just to get the hell out? <laughs> uh, that night I, I did. Um yeah. I fought it for as long as I could. And then yeah. I was like, I need to go upstairs because one, I want to make sure he's not playing a trick on me. Two, I want to see if my audio on my camera caught that laugh. Like I want to see if it was, yeah. I want to play yeah. it back right now. And three, I need to get out of here. <laughs> like I'm going to go upstairs <laughs> yep. right now. So like all those things, I was like, I'm just going to go upstairs and see what happens. So <laughs> do you have a methodology before you go into any of the, um, I think I've asked you this before, before you go into any location, kind of like a prayer protection, and do you do anything after that's like a clearing to make yeah. sure nothing comes home with you? No, tell no. me about No. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. I want our listeners to know, do you and your wife still collect Ouija boards? Yeah. So my office right now, we just ripped down all of the walls and got new drywall put up. That's why nothing's on the walls right now. So yeah. everything in here just got re-put up and painted. So we don't have baseboards up yet. We don't have the trim up yet. So I don't have anything. Yep. Uh, but this is the room where I collect all those. This wheelchair actually right here. Nope, not that one. This one, there's too many in here. The one over here um, that you can't see on the camera is actually you can see the handle right here. So that's the end of it. Oh, yeah. uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. This is my newest one. I got this la end of last year. Um, this is probably one of my cooler ones that I... This one means like the second most to me. My wife got me one for my wedding gift because I like wheelchairs. Um, but like this one right here, um, this is cool because I found it on Facebook. Somebody that I'm friends with on Facebook from high school tagged me in a post of this other guy who I'm not friends with. So I wouldn't have seen the post. And this guy had said, I have this wheelchair. My girlfriend wants me to get rid of my haunted wheelchair. If nobody wants it, I'm just going to throw it in the burn pile and burn it. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to get rid of it. And I was like, I messaged him and I was like, Hey man, like I'll take it. Right. I don't want you to burn it. I don't really have room for a fourth wheelchair, but I'll take <laughs> it um, because I don't want you to burn it. And he's like, all right. Yeah. So I, I was on my way to pick it up in Amsterdam. And I said, uh, I messaged him and I said, Hey, where'd you get it from? If you don't mind me asking, like where, where'd you buy it? And he said, Oh no, me and my friends uh, stole it out of the basement of the asylum when we were in high school. And I no! thinking, I'm like, what asylum? There's no asylums around here. And I said, what asylum? And he said, oh, the one out in uh, Providence, Galway. And I sent him a picture of the homestead. And I said, this one? And he said, yeah, we took it out of the... So this is an original wheelchair from the homestead. No it's the way. only original thing we have ever found from the building. So it's Dang. like my prize collection right now. Oh, there yeah. was an asylum, though, over in that area of Orisville, but it's been... It was demolished. Yeah, yeah he said there he was. this one out of uh, the basement of the homestead when they were in high school, and he's had it ever since. And his girlfriend wanted him to get rid of it. Um, but it's it's the only thing we have found that survived the uh, EPA. Holy. Everything. So, so are you going to bring it back there? Or are you going to keep it at your house? So I'm going to keep it here. I'm going to bring it up there for like pictures in the spring and stuff. Take pictures of it up there. Um, but there's just still no doors or windows on the building. It would be oh. trashed and stolen in five minutes. Right. Um, so oh. it'll it'll stay here in my office next to me now. So it's I already like restored it a little bit and brought it back. Oh. So it's, it's looking pretty good. Now, yeah, do guess, you who have... was, guess who was supposed to have that wheelchair? You? Yeah, it worked out super weird, right? Like, Him? No, yeah, that wasn't a that wasn't yeah. a coincidence. Well, the the lady that used to live in this house, this house that we have is 114 years old, and we found out about a year after I started working at the homestead, um, the woman that married into the family that built the house. So the last the last family that had it from that was like they had it for 103 years. House was mm -hmm. built in 1910. Family lived here until 2013. 
So the grandson of the guy that built it was the last line of his family that lived here. His wife, um, her grandfather died at the homestead in 1940. And it was oh just like gosh. super weird because it's not oh even the same gosh. county. It's like, jeez. Weird. That's, wow. do, you, do you guys have activity? I mean, does your first of all, does your wife like feel activity? Does she have interest in this? And do you have... You experience stuff in your own home because of yeah. what you feel. So my wife uh, used to investigate with the South Coast Falls group all the time. She's been to Waverly. She's been to Hillview, Rolling Hills. She's been to all these places. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't travel as much with us anymore because we drive like 20 hours. She's not super into 20-hour car rides with me and Dylan, <laughs> which I don't blame her for. Um, plus, she likes to go to bed early. So like that doesn't really work out. Yeah. Um, but she does some stuff with us still. And uh, like she just went down to the Crescent Hotel with us in Arkansas in January. But um she she has stuff happen. We have stuff happen here. We know one woman passed away in our bedroom. Um, she believed she'd passed away from cancer uh, when she was older. It was uh, from the same family that built the house. Um, and then doing some research the other day, actually, on a location that we were doing some filming for. I was on newspapers.com and I was like, I'm just going to look up my house. I haven't done it in a long time. I'm going to look up my house. Uh, so I looked up my house on newspapers.com and I found an article from 1919 that there was a girl... Uh, who accidentally poisoned herself a couple blocks from here and and died. She was like 20 something in 1919. And she was related to the family that lived here. So after she passed away, they brought her body here. So. Hang on a second. Not to interrupt, but out of nowhere. I saw that. The thumbs up thing. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. No, none of us do. I've never seen that. We're touching. We have never had anything like that. We're not touching anything. And you're talking about this girl's death and it comes in only your window as we're talking with a thumbs up right next to your head. Because it it went from like, it looked like an orb to a thumbs up and then it faded. Yeah, that was weird. Yep. I saw it on the corner of my eye, but I didn't know if it was something that you guys hit or anything. So I just didn't even. Like... I looked at I looked at D Scott, and I'm thinking, what's he doing? Like, I don't do even, as far as I know, that is not a feature. I don't. I, was, I don't even know how to do that on Streamyard. The only so there is a private chat that we can yeah. have, which would be yeah. a conversation with everyone in the studio. Yeah. But that would be to the right hand side of the screen. We're not using that because we don't no. need to because we're all no. fucking talking to each other. <laughs> um, that was weird. Comments that was crazy things. while you were talking. I love that. So what yeah. I'm going to do, because I have the ability to also get the video from this yeah. as well, Perfect. is I'll come to that part yeah. if we can. Well, and clip it. 43 45. minutes. I'm going to yeah. snip that. I'll put that on our Facebook. Yeah, that'll be cool. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, because that was oh, That's awesome. Yeah, I just found out about her. I just found out they brought her body here. Um, we do have some weird stuff that happens in the house. Like, we've had our doors open and closed. Lights will turn on and off. Voices, footsteps. Um, my wife and my dog. My wife and my dog deal with it way more than me because I'm never home. Um, <laughs> but they just don't care. As long as it doesn't wake them up. Like, they would rather be sleeping. So, if they're sleeping, they don't want to get woken up. Um, but she called me. We were on the road probably two months ago. And she was like, Hey, so I just went to Dunkin' Donuts with the dog. And I was like, yeah, you do that literally every morning. Um, and she's like, well, we came back and our attic door was all the way open. It's never opened by itself before. And she's like, so I just thought I would tell you that because I thought it was cool. I was like, all right. <laughs> like, I'm in like Arkansas right now. I can't really help you. So I hope everything's fine. Like, <laughs> I, I get what I love- says. I, I just don't, don't wake me up, damn it. <laughs> right, literally. Yeah. Like, don't wake me up if I'm sleeping. Same exactly. thing. That, that is true. That is true. We did Groom's Tavern together. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that was um, fun. That actually had a lot of like activity yeah. in it, considering again the amount of people yeah. in a smaller yeah. space. Yeah. And 
that um, it seemed that it really wanted to make sure that it was known there. Yeah. And I, I think that that's one of those spots that's like a gem also. Yeah. And I really also cool think, spot. too, there's a lot of um, original things in the place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Downstairs in the store part, especially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't really know if the stuff that goes on here is the house, the collection, if something's coming with us. Like, yeah, if something's with us yeah. at this point. Um, because like last year and the year, like, so last year I, I figured it out. I, I did over 120 investigations and I did wow. um, 57 different locations in 19 states last year in, a, in Canada. So, wow. Yeah. Just a, just a small town boy out, <laughs> out conquering the world paranormal. You know, I think your ghosts would eventually cancel each other out that you bring home. Right. They're all just going to be like, yeah, you guys, it's, you know, we're bored now. Let's all just leave kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> we have, well, we have a human skeleton now too. I have a human skeleton that's uh, in the house. And from where? Can... Where did that come from? I, well, I bought him off. A dead person. Yeah. Dead person. I bought him <laughs> off of, uh, I bought him off Facebook. Um, I'm in a lot of weird groups for like collecting things. He was an old Oddfellow <laughs> skeleton. So, he was like, an old what? An old Oddfellow skeleton. So like the okay. Freemasons, the Oddfellows mm -hmm. are like a secret society kind of thing. And they used to have um, ceremonial skeletons. And before the early 1900s, they used real human skeletons. Um, then they turned them into like paper mache skeletons. But they would have a new member uh, sit in the dark with the skeleton and stare into its eye sockets in the dark. Um, for hours on end until they had an epiphany because the Oddfellows believed everybody ends up like this. No matter what you do in your life, you end up as a skeleton. So find the best version of your life possible and live that way. And oh, so wow. that's what you were doing. You were having an epiphany of what the best version of yourself should be before you turn into this skeleton when you die. Okay. I can't say I hate that. I, I yeah, kind of dig cool, that. Right? So, I kind of dig that. I, I like the idea of it, but yeah. I'm pretty sure there's other fucking ways to do that. <laughs> well, the skull, so the skull, I have the full skeleton, but it's in bad shape. I got to re like wire it. It was all wired together, but I have to rewire mm -hmm. it. But the skull is in that cabinet that's behind me over there. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's, that's like probably a... the thumbs up. Yeah. Yes. His name is Skippy, as far as I know. <laughs> Uh, What's what you call macabre meditation? Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> macabre meditation. We were at a location, um, the Knox Mansion, and mm -hmm. there were so many items in the house that were purchased. Like he has a coffin in there that was purchased like at a garage sale. Yeah. That's where was I got my first And in the embalming table. Yeah, I have one of those. I'm an estate sale. On, uh, I bought my embalming table off of Let Go, I think it was. Like, yeah. Oh, can't let go. I don't even know. Are they in business anymore? No, but I remember that. No, they're not a thing anymore. Wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it's hysterical. You have could you, list Steve, stuff. Steve, have you been to the Knox Mansion? So, my mom, actually, my mom and Dylan went there years ago to tour it because they wanted us to do some ghost hunting events, and I was out of town, so I couldn't go. Uh, but we ended up not doing it. So, I've never been personally, no. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's interesting. Right at, right at 50 minutes into this, also, I, I, I don't know if anyone else saw it. Right over Steve's left shoulder, it looked like something tried to manifest there. Awesome. I, that does I, yeah. I didn't see that. I just I did hear something earlier, but it sounded like somebody else, like a man, was talking when Michelle and I thought it was D, but D obviously wasn't talking. So there's stuff before. Yeah. When Steve, uh, when we were asking questions, um, you have you been to the Warren? Great. 
Yeah. I know, right? Um, have you been to the Warren's house and have you been to the Conjuring house? So I've, I've done the Conjuring house three times. Um, wow. What'd you I think? Went, What'd you think? Uh, so the, the first time we went, it was with the previous owners, um, mm -hmm. Jen and Corey. Really, really nice people. We haven't met the new owner yet. We were out there um, twice this past year. We did two different times mm -hmm. out there. Uh, we've never met her. Uh, she is a woman from Boston who purchased it as a business. She wasn't into the paranormal. She paid a very large amount of money for the house um, to run it as a business, you know, ghost hunting and tours and that kind of stuff. It's, it's an investment. Um, so they've increased the price quite a bit. And there's a whole new contract. And uh, the uh, scariest thing about the house now is the price. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. It's, I mean, it's active. And they have had some really cool stuff happen there. But yeah. there are bigger, more active locations for far, far cheaper out there. So. Gotcha. Ghost tourism. Yeah. And some places, Conjuring House is one of them. Um, increase the price if you're filming for YouTube. They charge you more. Uh, because really? you have two sides of it. Some some locations give you a discount or give it to you for free because they see it as free publicity. You're going to make a video, put it out there as advertisement. Other places see it and they say, oh, you have YouTube. You're filming for YouTube. You must make a lot of money for YouTube. So I'm going to charge you more money because you're going to make money. So why can't I make money off of you making money? Yeah, um, so they're one of the places that charges. It's like four or $500 more uh, for the night to film there. And you have to oh sign a God. contract there where Steve is they have to watch everything before you post it, which is fair. You want your place to have, you know, you want people lying about it. I understand that part. Um, but it's a whole cut. Like you're only allowed to live stream for two hours when you're there. Um, it's just like a whole new set of rules that mm. are a little, little very, over the top there. So very businessy. Not, I personally don't, I wouldn't go back there because I've been there already a few times and I just don't think it's worth it for me to go again. But somebody that's never been there before, it's worth checking out. It's active. Steve, you've been to Gettysburg, haven't you? Yep. yep we did. Um, we go to Gettysburg. We went to Gettysburg a lot last year. We ended up doing, um, we investigated the, um, the Jenny Wade house on Easter, which was interesting. Mm. Um, we were there on Easter. Nothing was open besides a Chinese buffet. So that was yep. cool. Um, and then we did the uh, the orphanage right across the street. Later. I was wondering because I never do ghost tours on vacation, and we yeah. go to Gettysburg. I did the ghost tour, and I don't know if you caught anything, but mm -hmm. people left there in tears. Yeah, yeah, we caught some really cool stuff at both locations actually. And that's on YouTube. That's on yep, YouTube. they're both on YouTube. Yep. Okay. The people that run those places are uh, ghostly images of Gettysburg. They're really, yeah. really nice people. Awesome people. They are super um, nice. The one guy actually lives above the orphanage on the upper floor. That's who gave us our tour. What was that? My light turned off. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's plugged in, so it's not battery. Wow. <laughs> you had the most activity than we've ever had on this show while we're filming. I guess they yeah. don't want to write out anymore. Wow. You don't need that light. Right. <laughs> I guess um, that's fine. You've been to the Warren Museum, correct? Yep. yep. Did, so did you see Annabelle? I did. Yep. What did yeah. you think? Um, I thought there was creepier looking things in the museum than Annabelle. I mean, there's <laughs> I think there's so some too. weird stuff. There's some yeah. weird stuff in that museum. Um, they take it, I mean, they take it very seriously that we couldn't go inside before they blessed us with holy water and like said a prayer and did all this stuff. And uh, so we went inside and, you know, got to do some filming for like TikTok and we went live for a little while. Um, 
you know, they said, you know, they give you all the stories like, you know, when the museum used to be open, one guy tapped on Annabelle's glass case because he didn't believe in it. And he ended up passing away in a motorcycle accident later that week or something. And I was oh like, he could have just been bad at driving motorcycles. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it, so it's, it could just be a coincidence there. I think and when that kind of stuff happens, people look for something to tie it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and since he had been there, I mean, I didn't have anything crazy happen while we were there. It's just, it was cool. My light's on. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> I wish I, I just saw it. what we're seeing here. We're going to, sh- we'll share a little bit. Oh, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, my, I mean, um, it's quite good, so. Yeah, I stay away from dolls in general, as yeah. yep. Katie and our listeners know. <laughs> just, I'm not a yeah. huge fan of like haunted dolls either. Like I'm, I'm, I'll take the autopsy table and the jail cell bed and the skeleton and all that stuff, but like I don't need a doll running around my house. That's freaky. Same. <laughs> you have a skull. You have a skull and wheelchairs from insane asylums, yeah. all in a room with you right now, with a light going on and off, and Ouija boards that are amiss someplace. Um, while, while you're decorating. Yeah, we're up, to, um, we're up to about 75 Ouija boards now. Wow. I've gotten some older oh. ones now since our last conversation. My oldest one now is from 1890, so it's wow. pretty old. So. Wow. Spiritualist movement. You probably have a massive vortex yeah. in your house. I probably, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we should um, investigate your house. I know that's what people always say. They're like, why don't you guys just film a video at your house? I'm like, nah. We just did. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of did. I mean, I think um, I've brought it up on the show before, but I still blame what you did right before the pandemic and shut everything down in twenty. Oh, Weezyzilla, the big Ouija board. Yeah, <laughs> right before the world went yeah. cuckoo. Yeah, we got made into a meme about that. Yeah, he was out doing the world's largest Ouija board. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yep. that was that same like week. And then the pandemic happened because he was at the studio and then he did it like that week. He was all excited. Yeah, because it was around Halloween. We were out in Salem in October. Mm -hmm. Salem Mass. Yep. That was a yeah, we built it. Built it in Salem Mass right before Halloween. Um, And it was only up for the weekend. And then uh, then the pandemic happened like four months later. Everybody hated us. (laughs) (laughs) Where I think that explains everything. (laughs) Where do you want to go? this year or where do you want to go next steve so we were going to be we were going to go to the uk this in february um our friend is over there right now he's been doing three he's been over there for a couple weeks he's doing a bunch of spots um but we're probably going to push that back a little bit this year so we're probably we're going to go to the uk um my spot over there that i've really been wanting to hit is um lep castle in ireland i've been oh i've been yeah that's one of the spots i really want to hit and he is if and hopefully, you know, you guys get in because it's not on the normal beaten path. Right. He is a bit of a character. The yeah. wife is amazing. And Connie, who does Pack Your Bags, yeah. she put it specially on the tour for me because I wanted to meet him and I wanted to see the castle. Yeah. And he was, she goes, I don't know what you did, but she's like, you charmed him. Because I started just like asking. It was a pouring rain day. It was like yeah. perfect. Oh. And um, asking him questions. We're all huddled in there and he had the fire going and he was telling us stories. And then she took us upstairs to the bloody chapel yeah. and showed us all of the, the different things. And it was actually really very cool. And you could oh, feel because yeah. they're like living in the history. Yeah. I want to do that. Our friend that's over there right now is do, he just did the uh, ancient Ram in the other night. I want to hit that spot later this year when we get mm-hmm. over there. Um, oh, that's great. And that's the weirdest thing, right? Like we only, we haven't even been on YouTube for two years yet. YouTube will be two years at the end of April. Um, 
And it's just like, it's opened so many doors to locations and we mm-hmm. are new to it and we don't have right. near as big of a following as like a lot of our friends do on YouTube. Um, I mean, our, some of our friends have 4 million subscribers, 11 million subscribers, you know, millions and millions of people see their videos. Uh, but just being able to make those connections with them in these different locations is why we're able to go to all these spots like Winchester. And uh, we're actually doing, Haunted Nights is actually doing events at Winchester this year, which will be super, super cool. Uh, because exactly. nobody, nobody does ghost hunts at Winchester. Nobody's allowed really to do that. So we've been able to to forge some relationships and stuff. So it'll be it'll be a cool year. Oh yeah. So what's that's top, amazing. Top of your wish list, like a place that you think you could never get into, but you like the thing that um, most. I would really want to investigate Povelia right off of the coast of Italy. Um, it's <gasps> uh, island basically that they used to bring plague victims. Um, and there was a psych hospital on the property, a regular hospital. It's been used for a ton I've of I've seen that. Yeah, it was on like Ghost Adventures way back in the day. Um, yeah. They burned like hundreds of thousands of people over there that had passed away. They burned their bodies. Um, like mm-hmm. one part of the island is actually made up of human ash because so many people have been burned over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's off limits. It's like privately owned now. They're trying to restore things on the island to something. Um, you can't get there. Like the government doesn't let people over there. So that would be cool. Um, in the States, I really want to do, I really want to investigate Alcatraz. We went to Alcatraz last year um, mm-hmm. and in, and filming and investigating there is possible. It's just a ton of red tape because it's a national park. So you have to like have oh, permits. And oh, permits I didn't even talk about You need a boat to bring you over there and you have to have somebody with you. It's like just like a whole bunch of red tape. We were at Alcatraz when we got robbed. So that was kind of ironic. We were in prison while we got robbed. But <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, man. Did you ever do the St. St. Mary? Mm-mm. Oh, the Queen Mary? No, oh, Queen no, Mary, no. excuse me. Excuse no, me. We yeah, the Queen Mary. yeah, that'll probably be uh, a this year thing too when we get back out to California. So I had incredible experiences, personal experiences yeah. on the Queen Mary. So I'll share yeah. them with you at a later date after you go. I'll yeah, you I've that. had I've had a bunch of our like our friends and stuff from YouTube have done stuff over there. Our friend Kalani, who's really big on TikTok, um, he's done a couple live streams and stuff over there. Um, they all said it's really cool stuff. When we went to Winchester, that was the first time I've ever been to California in my life. So oh, really? we flew out there wow. for that. Um, we all went and landed in San Francisco and drove down to San Jose and filmed. And then it was when we were at Alcatraz when they took all of our things. Oh, oh my God. I just to share one quick thing with, with the Queen Mary. When we were on there, I encountered a female spirit and she showed me a ring. That was an engagement ring and mm-hmm. heartbreak. There was, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to yeah. say too much because I want to see what you guys get. Um, and then years later, I was doing a reading in Niskayuna. And this is a person I knew from high school. And I she mentioned how there was a, a male ghost in her house. And it had been there ever since she got her grandmother's ring. So she brought the ring down. It was the same freaking ring That's right, that the woman showed me. And so it was the man. Do you hear voices in the background? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like little kids. Oh, kids are scary. I don't want kids. <laughs> no, it might be an echo. Maybe it's an echo. But so years later, we get this, the same ring shows up, but with the male counterpart of the couple that were lost. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, so wild. that's pretty cool. I love that stuff. Yeah. Winchester was, um, that was on the top, like after we filmed, because we filmed there first in February last year. And then we went back out. We went back out in May to film it mm-hmm. um, after we had to replace all of our cameras and everything and all of our footage. Um, we went back out in May and filmed it. And, and until December, 
Winchester was easily my favorite location I'd ever been in my entire life by far. Uh, but then in December, we went down to Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and we did the Crescent Hotel. And that is now like oh. right there with Winchester. Like it's, I, I, that's one I, that's on my wish list too. One of the cool, like, so we were supposed to film there for one night um, in December. We were on, so every December we do a long road trip. We, we go on the road for like two weeks straight and film as many videos as we can so oh, we can get mm-hmm. ahead for the next year. Um, Dylan is also in the army reserves and he just got promoted to sergeant. So he had um, school in January. So he was going to be gone for three weeks in January. So we needed videos mm-hmm. filmed before he left for the month. Um, so we went on this big, long 10, 12 day trip in December and just hit a bunch of spots and uh, Crescent was supposed to be one of them. We were supposed to hit it one night and then move on to Texas and then go down through New Orleans and come all the way back up. So we drive down and we end up getting into the Crescent. We film there, fall in love with the place. Like the place is just so cool. It's a beautiful hotel. Um, they have an outdoor pool that they keep at 90 degrees like year round. They have a spa. Um, they have a, a cat that lives there and he's awesome. His name's Jasper. And uh, so like, <laughs> He just hangs out in the lobby. Shout out to Jasper. Spot. The, the staff is amazing. The food is really good. Beautiful hotel. And it was active. So we got up the next day after we filmed and we drove seven hours to Texas, um, filmed our video there until like eight in the morning, uh, slept for about a half hour because we had to be out of there by nine, got up and we're like, okay, do we want to go down to um, Houston and go that way? Or we're supposed to have a break day on like the next day. I was like, or we could just drive back to Arkansas and hang out at the Crescent. So (laughs) we drove seven hours back to Arkansas and ended up staying at the Crescent for four more nights uh, because we didn't want to leave. Like we checked out of the hotel three separate times and then turned around and went back. Uh, It was so cool. So we ended up staying there for four or five nights. And uh, then they were like, Hey, we're doing this event in January where we shut the hotel down, we close it. Nobody's here, no staff. We turn off all the lights. We power everything down. It's empty. Uh, we're doing an event where we want you and Kalani, our friend, and a couple of people to come out and live stream on TikTok. And um, oh, that's great. We'll sell a couple of tickets and people can come. And it was literally like two weeks after we got home. And so I'd been sending my wife pictures and stuff of the Crescent while we were there. She's like, well, I want to go, but I'm not riding in the car for 20 hours. So two weeks after I drove back from the Crescent, we drove down to Albany and flew down to Arkansas. And we <laughs> stayed down there for another week, me and my wife. And uh, we did the lockdown thing with our friends. And it was it was surreal because they sold the tickets to people and they were only there until two in the morning. And then after two o'clock in the morning, there was only my wife, myself, Kalani and his wife and one staff member in the whole hotel. That was it. And the power was good. Like, it was, wow. It was cool. be wild. Yeah, access to everything. Like it, it was really cool. Oh, it's, that's it's awesome. That was our video. We actually just dropped the Crescent Hotel video last Friday oh. on the channel. And it was uh, it was a really good night. We had some really, really cool activity there. Is that the one where it shows the, the chair flying? Like off uh, the bar? Might have at one point. I'm trying to think. Okay. Because it was, it was a hospital for a while in the 30s. It was like a fake cancer curable hospital. Um, yes. The guy just told everybody he could cure cancer. Like, no problem. I can do it. And everybody was like, that yeah. sounds great. And then they died. So... Because he didn't know what he was doing and he wasn't a doctor. Um, so that that it's got a morgue in the basement of the hotel, which is not normal yep. for a hotel. Um, it's it's got a <laughs> lot of really, really cool history. It's it's an unbelievable location. Oh, I that's, that's on my list. So awesome. I'd be interested if you guys are, are doing a group trip again. How do our listeners connect to you and your events? So our website is hauntednightsevents.com. Um, mm-hmm. that's where we post all of our events. We do events pretty much all over like the East coast and Midwest, New York, Vermont, Pennsylvania, Ohio, 
Tennessee, Indiana, like we go all over the East Coast, Midwest. Um, we're going to be doing some stuff in our, we're going to probably do events at the Crescent this year. Uh, nice. We're going to do events out in California at Winchester. We'll probably do some stuff in Iowa as well this year um, at Malvern Manor. So that's where like all the events are. We're Haunted Nights on YouTube. Um, all of my socials are just my name. So it's just at Steve Brott. And that's my socials for Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, all that, all that kind of stuff. Love it. Absolutely love it. So I'm I'm putting on the spot on air. We really need to get in there to the Saratoga homestead. Yep. Please, please. please. <laughs> this has been before pandemic in the yep. in the making. We as our for psychic on the scene with you and your crew yep. really need to do that location together. Sure. Absolutely. We'll, okay. we'll, uh, we'll do it as soon as the snow melts. <laughs> all right. I love it. Then we're all set because yeah, because I'm usually the driver. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say that because D usually meets us there with all the equipment. So yeah, we because uh, um, we don't plow up there because it helps deter trespassers if there's oh, four feet of snow in the parking lot. So we don't plow. Um, and the inside, there's a couple holes in the roof and there's no windows, so uh, it's an ice skating rink in there right now. I'm sure. And, oh, beautiful. Uh, we'll, uh, but once yeah, once it thaws out, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, <laughs> sounds awesome. That, that would be wonderful, Steve. Thank you so so much. Um, the light just went out again, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh. Can you tell people um how to find? Oh, we're back on while we're talking. Your 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 YouTube uh, station is that? Can they find that through your website? Yep. So it'll be linked on the website. It's linked in all my socials as well. Or if you just type in Haunted Nights on YouTube, it'll come up. We do weekly videos right now. They're every Friday. Um, we used to do every Wednesday, but right now they're every Friday. So they'll be like that for the foreseeable future, probably. And I'll have, okay. a link, I'll have a link to your website and also the YouTube in the description of this podcast. So. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Okay. Awesome. Love it. Absolutely love it. Steve, thank you so, so much. Thank this you. was an absolute treat to have you on. Missed you. Missed your face. Um, say hi to Logan when you see Logan. Hi. Tell him that Katie said hi. Um, in a creepy, do it in a creepy voice. And um, <laughs> and um, to all our listeners, thank you again for uh, the suggestion. We will be going out to Saratoga Homestead, so you can count on that coming up on our, our upcoming episodes yes. once the weather breaks. Yep. And as always, um, thank you to you guys, and thank you to D. Scott and Michelle, and everybody stay safe and stay blessed. <laughs>